4: This is Paris.
5: Tess Holiday, welcome to the show.
4: Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming on. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. I can't believe that I just get to talk to you guys and look at you seated with like iconic photos around you
4: (laughs) loves it (laughs) it's pretty it's pretty
5: fun being in paris's house doing this next time you come on the show we'll be in person hopefully and i would love that yeah how's uh where are you shooting from right now
0: i'm in my house in long beach so you know in la but basically orange county
5: (laughs) far enough away from la to not have to deal with la
0: yeah (laughs) seriously
5: that's great are the kids there
0: no, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> How is just just my cats. No, my both my boys are at school. So yeah, just me today.
5: <laughs> How's that been during the pandemic, being a, a mom of two boys?
0: It's been a lot. It's been hard. I mean, I think we've all had to adjust in some way, whether that's like our careers, personal lives, whatever. So just like adding being a mom on top of it has been really hard and- It's the most I've ever, the most time I've ever spent with my kids in years, which sounds bad, but you know, I've like traveling stopped being a thing for a while. So it's been nice. Um, but I'm definitely glad that, you know, we have a little bit of space because we were all gonna murder each other. (laughs) (laughs) How old are your sons? I have a 15 year old and a four year old.
4: Well,
5: that's a that's a, a quite an age range, too, where I feel like the level of destruction is it's a different type of destruction each of them are doing, but it's the same amount.
0: Uh, yeah, except for the four-year-old is way better than the 15-year-old. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
5: Did, you, did you see it happening? Like as he was one, two, three, you're like, "Uh oh, this is going in a rough direction. <laughs>
0: Well, he's a Gemini, so it's not his fault just how he was born. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, each kid has their own personality. My oldest is very into music, very into school. He said that dating is a waste of time, and which is strange for a 15-year-old to say. And then my four-year-old is already proposing marriage to people in his class and He's chaotic,
5: cute. <laughs> I relate to the four-year-old. I him and I have a lot in common. So I, I feel like fifteen is like a, a very interesting age because you start to learn about your parents as more than just your parents a little bit. Like it's almost the beginning. Like almost sixteen, driving places. How has your son dealt with kind of everything that's going on right now? You you were on Good Morning America last week. Like, did you talk to him mm. about this stuff before you talked to other people? Is he aware?
0: Yeah, I mean actually my older son realized that I had disordered eating before I did. He used to ask me all the time, you know, like why aren't you eating? Like you what have you eaten today, mom? And I would kind of get annoyed at him because I'm like why are you asking me this? Like I'm the adult, I'm fine, but that obviously wasn't the case. And it's not like he, you know, he's 15, he couldn't like conceptualize like you have an eating disorder, but he knew that something was off. So when I did Good Morning America, I told him about it. He was really proud of me. Um, he asked me what I ate that day, <laughs> um, and checked in with me. He's he's sweet. So he knows, um, and he's very supportive. But yeah, I think oftentimes people closest to us can see things that we can't. Was that hard for you to talk about? It was. Yeah, it was embarrassing. You know, at first, and I felt ashamed and confused. And then I realized that there's a ton of people that live in larger bodies that deal with the same thing I do. And and also, like, it doesn't matter whether you exist in a smaller body or a larger body, we all can deal with disordered eating. And I think it's just really important to talk about this stuff so that you release the shame and stigma so other people can feel better so it sucks people were really mean (laughs) and they're still being mean but um at the end of the day I know that it's going to help more people what do you mean being mean I've had so many people Paris in my dms like that are suffering from disordered eating mostly that are anorexic and they're like, there's no way you're anorexic. You're lying about it. You don't look anorexic. And I'm like, okay, guys, <laughs> trust me. I'd I'd rather lie about a lot of things instead of <laughs> being anorexic. But I also try to like hold space for those people because, you know, they're probably dealing with, if they're like sending messages like that, I know that they're dealing with a lot. So yeah, I try not to take it personally. Yeah,
5: because anorexia is not just a body type. Like, what is the, I, I know your physician talked about it on the show on Good Morning America. So what is anorexia?
0: I mean, anore- there's there's a few different kinds of anorexia. I have what uh, they call anorexia nervos- nervosa, or anorexia type A. So it's it's restrictive. So it means that I restrict, I don't eat. Um, it means that for me, um, it, I mean, anorexia is a mental illness. So um for me I would go you know days on end having maybe like one meal a day or a half a meal every every you know few days and I just chalked it up to me being busy or food wasn't that important but I was starving and I didn't even realize it I, I just really normalized it for so long how long has it been I've been anorexic for 10 years yeah. Wow. And
5: how how long ago did you realize it?
0: I got my diagnosis in December. And uh, since December, my body has been... It, the reason I chose to talk about it is because people were commenting on me losing weight. And that people noticed that I have, I have lost some weight. And for me... I started actually eating and feeding my body alongside doing Pilates, which I was already doing and my body started to change. And so I kind of just had told people not to comment on my weight or size because I'm recovering from an eating disorder. And, you know, from there, it just kind of, I, I kind of accidentally opened a can of worms but I'm glad that I did like I classic put my foot in my mouth. So. Wow.
4: Well, I commend you for being brave because there's so many other people who are going through the same thing and it's just important that when you have a platform to really use your voice and help others because then they won't feel alone so I just want to say that I'm proud of you
0: thank you it means a lot yeah and it's not just
5: a female thing either I know I know men who have eating disorders I, I know I have a, just a little bit of body dysmorphia like my trainers like you 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 don't uh, like I just don't appreciate what I what my body does for me and what all the work that I put into it. And I get it. I mean, to a to a very small degree. But I, one guy who just kind of is doing this right now, kind of talking about his struggle with uh, weight And now he's going to do a series of Will Smith, his new post about being really in the worst shape of his life. And I feel like that's so common for so many people post pandemic. So do you think what he did is is a right way to go about it or?
0: You know, I think that anytime someone chooses to be vulnerable on the internet, you know, as long as it's well intended, I think it's great. You know, like, I think that Will Smith has been known for like, you know, being this action star, like having this body, like he's known for a sense of humor and all of that, but he's also known for his body. So it'd be like the rock you know, I know different body types, but similar saying the same thing. So I think just like what you said, so many guys deal with this, like eating disorders or, or body dysmorphia, whatever is not just like something that people that identify as female deal with. This is something that everyone deals with. So I think that it's incredibly important that he that he shared it. Um, I think like Paris said, it makes people feel less alone. Um, and I know, I just don't think as long as, as long as like the language isn't telling people to, you know, um, eat less or like shaming them for what they're doing, then I think like the more, the better.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. When was the moment that you realized that you needed help?
0: Um, I, well, I kind of just broke down crying one day I had been, working out. I'd had a trainer for a while. I wasn't really happy with my body because this was, you know, in the middle of, we're still getting out of the pandemic, but like the middle of the pandemic. And, um, you know, I felt like I was doing everything I could and not to say that I didn't love my body or anything like that. I just knew that I didn't feel good. Something wasn't right. And so I met this dietitian who now has helped me with my eating, um, disorder recovery. And I I called her and I said, I think I have an eating disorder, but I thought I was overeating. Um, so it was about a month into our work where she suggested I see a psychologist because she told me if I could diagnose you, which I can't, I would diagnose you as anorexic. And then I just kind of looked at her and like laughed, like, LOL, <laughs> I'm fat. What are you talking about? You know, like, <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, and then I realized, you know, that wait, she's not joking, like she's being serious.
5: So what's the recovery for something like that? Like, what's the process you're going through now?
0: Well, the process I'm going through now is just eating regularly, you know, um, that's, for me, my my only job is just to make sure that every meal I'm eating is a protein, fat, and carb. Um, and I have three meals a day and three snacks. I'm going to be honest. I don't. I am. I do not do that every day. I do my best. It's a struggle for me just to eat three three meals a day. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at. Is just being mindful and saying, like I set alarms on my phone to remind me to eat. And no matter if I'm busy. I have to like make time. So it's just like prioritizing, you know, myself.
4: Is there anything that triggers you?
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've been doing, I've, I've been doing this for like 10 years and, you know, like on a little baby level, but still like in the public eye. And, um, I would be lying if i said that what people said didn't bother me you know i try not to let it bother me but having people online you know tell me that all i do is sit around and eat all day when i'm literally starving is really hard and then it makes you kind of feel like no matter what you do it's not going to be good enough um so i'd really try to right now i'm avoiding twitter i haven't been on twitter in like a week and a half so twitter triggers this is why
5: you're smiling so much it's because you've avoided that black (laughs) hole of like hatred
0: yeah definitely
4: yeah i can relate i know what you mean there's some people online who are are just not happy with their own lives so they just choose to be negative and mean and it's just i don't know i'm so i hate these trolls
5: (sighs) did you have people commenting about i mean i gotta imagine about everything about you growing up
4: Yeah. (laughs) So
5: with body stuff, did it ever bother you? Did it ever affect your decisions?
4: Um, Definitely. You know, growing up in New York and just like even during runway season, it was just their agencies are like, oh, don't eat and do this. Just like really encouraging myself and all the other girls in the agency to be that way. And um, it's really just like a, a dangerous environment to be in. Um, so I've definitely, you know, felt those pressures before.
5: How did you balance it? How did you either realize that that was happening? Cause I think a lot of people, especially models, they just think it's normal.
4: Yeah. It's so normalized. Yeah. So I didn't realize, you know, what they were doing until years later. But when you're a teenager getting into that business, you know, you're just listening to them and then it makes you feel insecure. It's just, yeah, it's really a toxic world sometimes. Hmm.
5: Does social media, um, aside from just the DMS and stuff and the, uh, hateful comments that people leave on everybody's profiles, it's not isolated to anybody, but some people do get it worse, especially in moments of vulnerability. But aside from those, did you, I mean, both of you ever, do you ever feel pressure from other people's Instagram posts where they appear to have this lifestyle or, um, you see something on Instagram that you just, is that ever a trigger
0: I'm, it used to be, but now I realize, you know, like when I lived in a trailer park in Mississippi and I was on MySpace, <laughs> you know, and you see that stuff, you're, you know, like social media was different then. I was definitely envious. And then you, I found myself in this world in, in, you know, in the public eye and you learn very quickly through meeting people and, and just like living in this life that, Instagram is not reality and it's cultivated and people show what they want to show you. And that's why I think it's really important um, when people are vulnerable to listen, but you know, I know that, I know that it's not real life, so it doesn't bother me as much anymore. It it makes me do more shopping than I ever did because I'm like saving posts to buy stuff. But, um, (laughs) but you know, it doesn't bother me anymore. No.
5: Do you ever get bothered by stuff like that, Paris?
0: No,
4: because I just know this whole world. (laughs) Yeah, you crazy. (laughs) Yeah. The OG. (laughs)
5: It's kind of crazy uh, that, you know, I think you've seen it at so many different stages because like you blew up right at the beginning of almost all of social media Mm -hmm. um, to kind of see it it morph into what it is today, which is a very, very clear facade to us in the industry. But A lot of people at home don't realize that like those people found the perfect lighting on their best day. To take that photo where they didn't mm. have any water weight going on, or they literally picked an outfit that was tailored to their body. And everybody thinks, well, if I buy that from Zara, it's gonna look the exact same. And it's like, it, it's just so not real.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dangerous. Totally. Face tuned, all of that. <laughs> oh, so much face tune <laughs> happening. This is Paris.
6: Snag a job is where America goes to hire
7: Lifelock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here.
8: This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual.
2: Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. With Picasso, you can stop saying someday and start building family traditions today in a vacation home you own and revisit time after time. Visit picasso.com today to see thousands of luxury vacation home listings. That's p-a-c-a-s-o dot com.
4: This is Paris.
5: Well, what you did on GMA was really, really incredible. Uh, but we want to mm-hmm. kind of, at least I wanted to ask you the, the Demi Lovato big chill incident. Are you aware of that? What happened?
0: Yes, I am. Yeah.
5: What's your take on it?
0: Um I love Demi. I love her music. Um I've met her IRL once and it was cute. We had fun. Um I think that I understand where she was coming from. My take was just that for this particular, from what I know, this particular um, company, I think they were saying that I understand, I guess, why they had a sugar-free option because people that are like diabetic or celiacs or things like that Mm -hmm. can, can have frozen yogurt and like not get sick or whatever. So I think that it's important to obviously have stuff for everybody. But I do agree that she was saying overall, it's a bigger message that usually sugar free is targeted to people that are trying to lose weight. So I think context is important, you know.
5: That was the best answer I've ever heard to make sure that Big Chill and Demi Lovato both like you. (laughs) (laughs) I think I mean it really was a perfect answer though because I I agree with you too. I mean it was it's a it's a weird thing when people are trying to help but sometimes things get taken out of context or whatever um I
0: mean listen I love Demi and I love frozen yogurt so (laughs) I'm not I don't want enemies
5: (laughs) you don't want to make enemies of the frozen yogurt empire it is not the thing to do
4: (laughs) I love Demi she's so sweet
5: yeah you know everybody I can't bring up a person that Paris doesn't have an intimate relationship with so I'm always careful I'm like what's well, what do you think about this person? She's like <laughs> I dated them. <laughs> uh, I, let's talk about uh, your mom for a little bit. You talked about sure. um, a pretty traumatic story from your childhood. Can you tell us what that was?
0: Yeah. So uh, my mom and my dad were in the process of a divorce, and my dad and my mom met this uh, guy, uh, fell in love, got engaged. And me and my brother, uh, at the time, I was nine and he was eight. And it was a month before my 10th birthday. And we were at my dad's for the summer and got a phone call that my mom was in an accident. And when we got to the hospital, we found out that it wasn't an accident, that my you know, soon-to-be stepfather had shot my mom in the back of the head twice. Oh, my God. And left her in the bathtub and then went to work. And then he came home, you know, six hours later, and quote, found her. And um, my mom was in a coma for a little over a month. And the doctors told us that if she woke up, uh, she would, in their words, be a vegetable. And that there was nothing that we could do. And my mom, being the badass that she is, because it's definitely where I get it from, uh, woke up from her coma. And the person that shot her was right beside her um, because he had made it look like an accident and like a, like suicide. And she was able to communicate that he in fact did it. Um, And after that was a long road of recovery, you know, she had to learn how to walk and talk again. We went from, you know, having a pretty, we were middle-class and we went from, that to living in my grandparents' backyard and like a cow pasture, and um, and that's where I grew up, and and I watched her, you know, on her road, you know, to recovery. Oh
4: my God, that's... Fuck.
0: yeah, that's yeah, it sucks, and that's when I started getting God. bullied. <laughs> like people, people made fun of me for my mom being in a wheelchair and like for her not being able to walk, and like you know it was it was really hard when you're like 10 to just have have all of that and not really understand kind of what's going on um but my mom's the entire reason that I'm like able to be here because um yeah she's so tough
4: well wow. your mom must be so proud of you
0: she is she told me to tell you hi <laughs>
4: tell her i said hello and she is a badass strong warrior wow that's that's a crazy story i can't even imagine it sounds like something out of a movie like i hope that guy is in trouble god yeah hate him
0: (laughs) he's trash um Mm -hmm. and yeah unfortunately because of that that's why i kind of like i found myself in like an abusive relationship you know like years Mm -hmm. later and and like left a year and a half ago because you know you repeat the cycle so um I'm really glad to you know it happened 20 years ago but that stuff sticks with you obviously so it's nice to like be able to see how far me and my mom have like both come you know like she's a happy little angel now and you know it's it's cute you know life's good jeez (sighs) I know, oh I know I, uh-huh. I feel you like guys, I tell the story so much that I forget you know and not that I forget but you know I have like days where I can talk about it and days where I can't um you know but yeah it's it still sucks when I think about it you know because like she was 30 oh. imagine like you have your whole life ahead of you so it's it's weird to like think about you know about it now
5: you, I feel like you've dealt with so much yeah. and, you know, obviously back then and the bullying and now the, you're just getting more bullied online for what's, what you're doing, which is so positive and helpful to so many people. How are you going to kind of like, like you said, it's a cycle. How do you stop your children from kind of having to deal with some of this stuff or maybe stop your kids from maybe thinking an abusive relationship is normal or, or an eating disorder can be normalized as well?
0: Hmm. I think that it's really important just to have honest communication with your kids you know even if you think they're too young it's better that your kids hear it from you than finding it out from somewhere else and you know for me like being able to leave an abusive relationship and like show you know I know so many people can't and I like hold space for them and I know that I'm grateful that I was able to but like being able to leave and show my boys like this is this is what you do when you, when you love yourself. And this is, this is how you take charge of your life. And, and I think it's really important to, to show them that, you know, we deserve to be happy and safe. And it's better to like be by yourself than be in like a toxic situation. And Even with, you know, disordered eating and stuff like that, I just try to say, like, hey, I'm your mom, but, like, (laughs) I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Like, I love you guys and I'm doing my best, but, you know, I just think, like, being honest with them while also making sure that I keep them safe is most important.
4: How long were you in that relationship for?
0: I was in the relationship for eight years. And then we were married for four.
4: And then what was the breaking point where you were like, I can't do this anymore?
0: Um, he like, really what it was, 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 I started to feel really unsafe and it started escalating. Like, you know, I saw signs of it moving towards physical abuse and it scared me because it had always been verbal and mental but never physical, and then towards the end it changed. And I had tried to leave, you know, for dozens of times. But one day I came home, and he had done something, and I just thought I can't do it. So I left and mm-hmm. never went back. You know, grabbed my kids' passports and stuff, and left. Um, and that was, you know, September of 2019.
4: I can relate to that too. I've been in several abusive relationships, and people always say like Why? Why didn't you leave sooner? And things like that. But it's like really hard to explain because I don't know. These some of these guys are just they manipulate you. Yeah, and and that gets even normalized sometimes too.
0: It does. Also, thank you because Paris sent me. You sent me a really sweet message after like solidarity, and you know. It's it like, I think it's really important to to like share those stories. It makes you feel comfortable, like obviously, but it's just nice to know that you're not alone, especially from people that are like badass and like that you look up to, you know, like it happens to everybody, you know, like no matter who you are.
4: Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's inspiring that you speak about things and and tell the truth because a lot of people, don't have the balls to do that. So I think it's very amazing. You're so Thank strong. You. I had no idea oh, your whole life story, all this you've been through. It's just a lot. I've been through a lot yeah. too, but that is, that's <laughs> another level.
5: We normalize our own yeah. stories a little bit. So like like you said, when you tell it for the 15th time that year, you're like, this happened and then this happened. And then everyone's like, Holy (laughs) shit. That's insane. Um, well, I, I just think you've had such a, such a powerful life and that you've overcome all this. What do you want to do moving forward? Like I feel like you've already accomplished so much, but is there this bigger goal? Is there something you'd love to do? Is there a challenge or.
0: I mean, I just want to do everything, you know, (laughs) like, I just want to be like, you know, a fat little entrepreneur like Paris you know (laughs) like I just want to like do it I just like think like why limit myself like I was so unhappy for so long and and now that I'm like actually happy and like I love my career I've had such an amazing career I never ever thought that I would have accomplished like a fraction of what I've done and like met the people I've met and had the experiences that I have but the past like year and a half has just made me feel like a new person and you know i just as long as it feels good to me and feels aligned with like my morals and i can help others and like look cute while doing it then i'm down <laughs> i love that yes i don't mean, think you'll have any
5: issue with any of that and i'm excited to uh to watch it all happen this is paris
1: at purdueglobal.edu.
4: This is seven slitting questions. (laughs) You ready? Yes. Yes. Uh, When you were little, what did you want to be when you grew up?
0: I wanted to be a doctor.
4: What kind?
0: I just wanted to be a medical doctor because I saw the movie Orange County and I was like, well, if he can go to an Ivy League school, (laughs) so can I.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
5: That's good. That one makes the parents happy when mm-hmm. you say that.
4: Yep. <laughs> what is your spirit animal and why? Um,
0: probably an otter because they're just cute and they like float around and eat on their backs and um, they have like little sad eyes. Like I call them like bottom eyes, like the bottom emoji, like yeah. the Puss in boots. <laughs> That's my favorite emoji. Um,
4: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> same. So <laughs> I just think they're like so cute and innocent, but not.
4: (laughs) Yes. What is the craziest rumor that you've ever heard about yourself?
0: Probably that I got my butt done like that. My butt is fake and, you know, it's very much not fake, but I just thought like, I'm so fat there's there's way more things I would do but like you know people are wild (laughs)
4: yeah
5: what a nice fake rumor to hear about yourself though
0: (laughs) oh my god yeah
4: (laughs) what is the worst date you've ever been on and why
0: I've been waiting my whole life to say this yes (laughs) so (laughs) I have two but I feel like I should probably tell okay so there was this guy can who hear picked both. me
1: up.
0: Okay, great. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. So um there was two. So one of them was this guy um he came to my house to pick me up. This was when I was a teenager. And he was in his like pickup truck. And I get in the car and before he starts the car he has to breathe into a tube <laughs> like cuz it's like a breath like. <laughs> so He like breathes into the tube and he's like, sorry, you know, I got, I got my first DUI. And I'm thinking in my head, like, you probably don't get this on your first. (laughs) (laughs) So he breathes into it to start the truck and I get in and we don't really talk to like the restaurant. We go to the restaurant. He doesn't really talk to me during, he tells me at the restaurant, You know, I'm not really into you because you're kind of fatter than I thought you were going to be. And so I just kind of looked at him and said, because this was before I like knew that it was okay to like (laughs) love the body I was in. So I was like, oh, okay. Like I was pretty sad. We get back into the car. He has to breathe into (sighs) the tube again to start it. Um, And then he ends up saying that he doesn't want to take me home. Uh, So he drives like half a mile, pulls the truck over, and then made me get out. What? What? And this was before Uber. Um, There was like cabs, but I didn't have much money. So I had to to walk to a bus stop and wait for public transportation and then borrow change from somebody because I didn't have any change to take the bus home. How old were you? I was in 19. Oh.
5: And- <laughs> Every date after that, I hope, was better.
0: <laughs> and then my other worst <laughs>
5: date. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, was this guy. I was trying to think of which one because I have so many. This other guy picks me up, takes me to eat, and he takes me to, I was living in, like, Seattle at the time, and it was, like, the equivalent of Del Taco. On a date? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to be low-key about it because I'm like, okay, well, maybe this is just like a cute little thing. Maybe he's quirky. So we go in. I order a combo, like just like tacos and fries, and I tell the, the cashier, <laughs> I don't want a soda. Can I just have water instead of a soda because it came with a drink? And she goes, yeah, but I'll still have to charge you the same price. The combo is like $5. So I said, that's fine. <laughs> not not to my date. Oh my God. <laughs> oh. So my date starts telling her, well, I shouldn't have to pay for a soda if she's not getting a soda. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing there like what's happening? And he starts arguing with her. They end up not charging us. We sit down and we eat we don't talk much and then he asked me if we were going to go back to my place and have sex oh my god (laughs) I hope you Um, said hell no I did say hell no because he had like a zodiac like tattoo around his arm with like all of his family members symbols and I was like I'm done (laughs) beyond (laughs) this is all in Mississippi Seattle? And no, those oh, those was- were in Seattle. Those, those, are- those were both in Seattle. But I've had, are you kidding me? I've only been single for a year and a half in LA and it's a trash fire. I have so many horrific stories. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it's, wow. it's been fun. <laughs>
4: yeah, wow. like guys in LA are pretty cray beyond.
0: Every
5: time I go on a date, yeah. like it'll come up about like, oh, what's what's dating in LA like? And I've only heard the most awful things in the world. Yeah. About the guy listen if you test we'll go on a really nice date if uh if you're ever in la proper we'll go out i promise you will not have to walk to any bus stop and that is a guarantee the hunter march guarantee
0: listen i'm in la all the time but i you know the bar is so low uh, but, but listen feel free to
5: listen you not a not a single greyhound bus will be a part of our adventure um, but the Del Taco sounds fantastic. I'm not going to lie. I think it would be really funny to take like if someone got a date with Paris Hilton or something, let's just say she was single and hadn't met the fantastic Mr. Carter yet. But it would be hysterical to take Paris to Subway and be like, whatever you want, babe, on me. And then as soon as they tried to charge extra for bacon, the guy was like, oh, no, 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 we're not doing yeah. it. It'd be funny if it was a joke, but none of these dates sound like it was, you know, a joke.
0: I mean, the only jokes were the dudes. Yes. <laughs> I was
8: thinking. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm glad we heard both of those. Yeah, that was fantastic. Those were like Thank the you. best
4: worst date stories we've got so far. I like it. Yay.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> so next is first kiss. You have one minute to tell us everything.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So there was this guy named Ryan and my real name is Ryan. So it was already weird. And we go to kiss and he puts his whole entire mouth over my mouth and my nose (laughs) so (laughs) he was like eating my face and not like in a hot way and it was just like his breath and it was steamy and I just like didn't didn't know what to do and then he like pulled back and looked at me and smiled and then I (laughs) cried (laughs) but then also one time some guy kissed me that had like chewing tobacco in his mouth and then I threw up on him oh that's (laughs) so nasty Like French kiss, yeah, like French (gasps) kiss. His name was Puddin', (gasps) and it was in a piggly wiggly parking lot.
5: (laughs) This is adding up. This is all adding up.
0: (laughs) No wonder I'm single.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like you're not picking them right. You know, like (laughs) be a little bit more selective with these guys.
0: I, I mean, I was this. You know, my my early teens were a train wreck, but. I'm better now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's so good. Two
5: more, right? I think so. Um,
4: Is it two or three?
5: Two or three. Well, I'll find out. They'll text me.
4: Okay. What is your sign? And are you like your sign?
0: I'm a cancer. And yes, <laughs> I am. I'm very like my home is very important to me. I'm very loyal. I'm sensitive. I cry 24 four seven. But I also just tell people that me crying is like my superpower, because at least like I feel everything instead of nothing. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very, very much like even my even the people that work with me roll their eyes and they're like, we know you're a cancer. (laughs) but
4: It's a real thing. (laughs) It's so crazy how horoscopes and astrology are so real. Like it's weird when I read about myself, it's like how just because of when you're born, like you're like that. It's weird. What's your sign? Aquarius. Aquarius. And I'm such an Aquarius.
0: I'm, I'm an Aquarius moon. I love Aquarians. Mm, I love. Yeah. We're fun. You guys are like, Aquarians are really special, like people.
5: Thank you. What are Aries? Yeah. Are they good? Asking for a
0: friend. Aries are good. Yeah, they're, they can like, they're very like, no, they're very like strong personalities. But um, yeah, I mean, the only signs that actually, no, I love all signs because I'm a Scorpio rising and people used to give me crap, but I just got Scorpions tattooed on my stomach. And I realized that because I'm fat when I move, I can make them look like they're fighting. So (laughs) That's like added a lot of joy in my life. Oh my God,
5: yes. Oh, great tattoo. That's awesome. (sighs) Okay. One more question. And then Paris and I are going to the tattoo shop to get Scorpions tattooed on our body. Yes.
0: I'll meet you there. (laughs) (laughs) I love it.
4: First celebrity crush and current celebrity crush? My
0: first celebrity crush was two people because I had a crush on Devon Sawa and Christina Ricci from Casper. Um, that's how I knew that I was like a, a little gay. <laughs> um, because they both, I was like, and I'm the same age as them, obviously. So like, it wasn't weird at the time, but I was like, Oh my God, wait, they're both so hot, but also Devon Sawa had like very feminine energy in the movie. So that probably is why, um, <laughs> And, and then my current celebrity crush is probably Dan Levy just because love. he's just yeah he's just like the sweetest and cutest and the cutest
4: <laughs> I love him I was just on Whitney Cummings podcast like a couple weeks ago and she Aww. I was talking about like my favorite tv shows I said Shits Creek and then she like called him on FaceTime as a surprise it was so cute he was so nice and he was like I love your documentary it was just so sweet and I was so excited and Aww. I love him I love that show
0: and I love Shits Creek it's like one of the best shows ever best. made he's like so brilliant when he followed me on Instagram and like messaged, he was like I love what you do and like I think you're wonderful I literally almost pooped my pants <laughs> that's hot <laughs> <laughs> yes
4: well, that's poor. how i
0: felt when paris followed me i was like i'm gonna i'm gonna die i'm just gonna die yeah <laughs> oh, i love you
5: you just keep ch- i just keep I checking you. my following list like seeing who's following you like oh paris still follows me i still have a job this is great you never know when it's gonna go away <laughs> but those are awesome answers i love these it's living questions so with fun. you. it's been awesome
0: Thanks. This has been such a pleasure. It's been, it's been like such a stressful week. So this is just like the, this is like the silver lining to Mm. my week.
4: Yay. Yeah. We are just like having a fun place that's safe where people can come and talk and feel comfortable. And I don't know when I've done a lot of interviews before, I guess get so nervous because I'm always just like on the edge of my seat. Like, Oh my God, like what weird question they're going to ask. Are they going to be mean to me? Um, so yeah. I always like to make this it's like a really safe place for people to come and just feel like they could talk about anything. And I don't know. It's yeah, just, I love
0: it. It is. It's really it's really cozy. And I knew I knew that you weren't going to you guys weren't going to like be mean to me because, you know, you guys are way too cute for that kind of behavior.
4: Exactly.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Yes. Yeah. So
4: congratulations on your new podcast, Slumber Party. It's exciting. Thank you. When did you decide to do this?
0: I decided to do it uh, a couple years ago. And I just wanted to, like you were saying, your, your podcast is like a safe space where you can talk and like hang out with your friends. And that's what I wanted. So um, yeah, my guests hang out with me in their pajamas and we eat snacks and play games and talk about all the stuff that you would talk about at a slumber party (laughs) with your friends that's so cute i love that idea thanks but um yeah my only role is that my guests have to be doing something to make the world a better place Mm -hmm. so as long as they're doing that then they're invited (laughs) i love that
5: then paris is definitely a a prime candidate uh is there a Mm -hmm. dream guest you have besides paris for the podcast
0: besides Paris with Paris is definitely like top five, uh, dream list. It would be, um, Dolly is number one. Yes.
5: Put that on our list too.
0: Yeah. And yeah, Queen and Meg the Stallion Mm -hmm. because I love her. Um, and Miss Piggy. Yes. (laughs) Iconic.
5: (laughs) Great answers.
4: Mm -hmm. Love. Um, yeah,
5: <laughs> well, congratulations on the podcast. We'll be listening. I'm assuming you get it on anywhere you get podcasts.
0: You can. yeah, it's available everywhere. I am just like spamming people left and right. I'm no, just kidding <laughs> I <I'm>, it's everywhere. <laughs> yes. We'll check it out. yeah, thank I can't you. wait
4: to be on it. Thanks, guys. Well, thank you so much again for coming on the show. I had so much fun with you and excited to do your podcast, too.
0: Okay. Thanks for having me. And um, yeah, this was so iconic. And yeah, I I loves it too. I can't believe it. Loves it.
4: (laughs) And keep staying strong. You're a warrior. And we love you. you. Bye, Tess. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye, babe. Thanks for listening to This Is Paris.